This is Cinema Architects, where four future architects sit down and design an awesome movie plot. Damn it. Okay. Anyways, I can't hear a thing you're saying. It's okay. It's okay. I am like obsessed with the Bond themes. Stop, John. Which Bond themes? Just all of them. I there was a week there at work where I would only listen to the Bond themes. Really? And then I went home and I just watched the YouTube videos on like Bitch. all of the Bond beginnings. I wish oh they would have picked Radiohead's Bond theme. It was a good one. I really it was liked a it. really good. Sam one. Smith was a popular choice, yeah. but Radiohead was he was a popular for sure. But this, yeah, Radiohead's was better. Um, I love Radiohead. Although Sam Smith, within context of the movie, I do like, and his took a little while to grow on me. It did, yeah, for me too. Right away, I was like, this is weird. But yeah. then listening to all of them, I was like, you know what? This is one of the better ones. It kind of fits, yeah. 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 He won that year at the Oscars, actually. Goldfinger. That is the best one, according to every... One. Well, actually, it is the best one. It's only because you get a wonderful cold open with Sean Connery. You get all of the classic Bond tropes. You got the white tuxedo, and he's wearing like the black stealth suit, and something blows up, and there's a hot lady, blah, blah, blah. Well, that was the first theme, too, wasn't it? It's the second theme, although most considered as the first because From Russia with Love's theme plays during the end credits, not during the opening credits. Oh, yes, I forget. But that was a good From Russia with Love. Yeah, that one's good. They do have the theme, but it's just the instrumental version in the the, the opening. In the opening, right. But Goldfinger just... Oh, Shirley Bassey. I mean, all of the ones that she did... She did so three of good. them. She had three of them. Yep. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty good. Goldfinger, when I worked at Hornbachers, that was one of the songs on rotation. Really? <laughs> they picked the worst. That's random. Appar- yeah, because that's not a grocery store. <laughs> also, they Song. picked. So it was like that. Yeah, which is like a weird, intense. Yeah. 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 Um, it was. Oh, who's the chick? The glasses, Bobby McGee. Oh, Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin. Oh, gosh. Any one of her songs is weird in a grocery store. <laughs> it's wow. the... Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Wow. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me... <laughs> Who was picking this music? Idiots. Apparently. Morons. It was horrible. They Mark never picked good show. music. Oh, but it was that one. That's, That's funny. So it was that one. The guy I worked with always said that she died a few days too late or a few days too soon. No, a few days too late. Cause he wished, cause she did. That was the last song she did. Oh, oh it was like a couple it days was, I get before it. she passed. Okay. He would always say she did not die soon enough. Yeah. That's Jeez, a, that that's terrible. Have you, ever heard it? Have you ever heard that song? No. Oh, you're talking about the song. I mean, that's terrible for him to say. Yeah. But. Mm, wait until you hear the song. Okay. Anytime any of you want to talk James Bond, I, I would be happy. I'm, Nate, to. I am. I don't know why, but I love the themes and just. 
I think I like the consistency of having like a specific theme picked out oh, for yeah. a movie and just the beginnings of each one of them. They're so great. Much like our Oscar best pick conversation, it says a lot about the era in which the movie was yes. made. Because they go through a slight change as time goes on. Yes. The worst one is probably Alicia Keys and Jack White. No, 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 no. The worst one is the man with the golden. I'm sorry, gun. Alicia. Oh, the man with the golden gun. That one's awful. That was oh, It's literally that. It's so it's awful that, that I don't even think about it. What era did that come out of? That, that was like the seventy-three, seventies. Okay, that's, that's Roger Moore's second film, man The Man with the Golden, with gun. The golden gun. I've seen that one actually a lot. I think. Ironically, really? the yeah. alternate choice for that was the scary guy. School. Oh yeah, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Was he was the, originally yeah. yeah. And and they say it the was also terrible, but better, better than hers. Better, better terrible, but better. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, any any time. But Alicia, the Alicia Keys, Jack White. I was I, I was know. expecting that one to be good, There's but it was a bad movie and a like, bad yeah. <laughs> it was it was bad. the one I think that gets underrated the most though is the one for Casino Royale. Yeah, mm. God rest Chris Cornell. That's yeah. a great. That's a great opening. Chris it was Cornell. really good. Yes. Was he from? He was originally in what a band. band uh, a good one, a big one. I can't remember the name of it. Corey. Was, very good, very big band. Very big, very great band. Yeah, I have to look this up. Corey would kill me. Um, Crap. Yeah. No. It's it's a it's Soundgarden and audio. Stuff. Yes. Really, he did the golden. Casino Royale. No, Casino no, Royale. Song. Casino Royale. Yeah. Really. Yeah, it was really. It's really no good. Shit. That is one of my fondest memories in the theater. If you want me to paint you a word picture, Casino Royale, I will remember every inch of where I was in that moment yeah. in time. Watching I really that liked movie. that one. It was Man, good. the scene with the rope and he like swings it under the oh, chair. My, oh gosh. My dad saw me flinch and he asked me about it at the movie after the movie. He's like. So uh, you didn't like that torture scene, did you, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> and shockingly, that is in the 1953 book because I read I read Ian Fleming's really? really? that is that's taken. Com- oh I thought that was gosh. an update. That I... is completely from the book. Oh my It's gosh. actually worse in the book. Really? really? I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, because like Lashif is like drinking coffee and he pours like hot coffee all over his junk and stuff and like it's really perverted oh the stuff he does. Who is the who plays him? Lashif. Yeah, was it Mads? Mads, Mads yeah, it's Mads. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I should rewatch that one. What a great plot! I mean, the bad guy doesn't get killed by Bond, and the bad guy dies like three fourths of the way in the movie. Right. And that's the only time James Bond falls in love, and you'll believe it. Mm-hmm. It's a. Fantastic and then when she dies, movie. you're like that. Uh, it, I mean, it it, yeah. it works, but it it's works. like ah. Uh. And then it's <laughs> like. That's so sad. And then he ends up with what's her butt inspector. And you're oh, like, really? I, I will admit, I didn't believe that love story. I'm like, no. The guy who falls in love with Vesper Lind does not go for Madeline Snow. There's no way. He'll he'll bed her, but then he's done. He's moving on nope. to the next lady. And they ended up at the end together. I mean, I'm sure in the next, the next film one, they'll just like either, forget yeah. she even happened. But like... I was just like, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. I'd love for them to carry her over and then kill her off. I, I don't want that because that's too predictable. I just I think they just don't bring it up. Is there I, another I Daniel Craig one coming out? Yeah. There is. He said he's going to come back for one more. Yeah, because wow. they they're not happy with Spectre. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people are. I mean, it's you could have got, if you went on Quantum, that's the worst film for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Although, I don't know, Spectre is a safe Bond movie. It's very, like, paint-by-numbers James Bond. Like, here's the car scene. Here's the funny. Here's the cue. Yeah. Um, and part of it was, I mean, he's getting older, and he had a couple injuries, so a few of the action scenes had to be, like, toned down. Right. There's a very odd scene when he's escaping the Spectre base, and he's just, like, GoldenEye 64-ing and just, like, <laughs> shooting everyone and hitting them perfectly <laughs> from long distances. And it's like, really? Like, normal Daniel Craig would, like, be running around and jumping through walls and, like, physically beating the shit out of people. But, like, I think he was like, Sam, my, my knee's busted up. I'm just going to walk through and shoot these guys. Like, <laughs> I'm not getting paid enough for this. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but, I mean, it's still a very pretty film. The shots are beautiful. Uh, there's a few moments that I, that opening in Mexico City is okay. Amazing. Okay, I will go with that. Amazing. That is a that is so cool. Um, and there's a few other shots I liked. The car was really disappointing. He doesn't do anything with it, and like the chase scene, just I don't feel that sense of danger at no, all. No, it wasn't. I really but I mean, don't. also, how do you freaking top? Skyfall after that's you know a, that's a tough one. You should have been done at Skyfall because it was it's so good. I I need more Craig. Craig might be my favorite. Which back in the day I was Pierce Brosnan all the way. I mean I guess you Pierce go is with hard to top. You, Pierce is hard to top. What you know. Although when I think about what James Bond looks like, he'll always be Pierce Brosnan. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yep. That's just how it is. That's the mm, way it is. That is the way it is. That's just the way. It See, is. I, I guess <sighs> I, I might. I want your perspective. Which is your favorite Bond? But the thing is, is like again, I've, I've really only seen the Craig. The Craig. If anyone ever wants, I'd love to do a, James a Bond, Bond marathon. marathon. Oh, I'd yeah. be down. I'd be there. Hundred <laughs> percent. And so that's why I started Bond with Craig. I mean, I okay. knew about the day after tomorrow. Die another day. Die another day. <laughs> it's no, like the day after tomorrow. Jake that, Gyllenhaal that, that, is my Jake favorite Hall. James Bond. Sorry, Dennis yes. Quaid. I was wrong. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> yes, die another day. Day after tomorrow. I do really like Same Jake Gyllenhaal. Diff. I'm gonna be They're quite both. honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you for a moment. I do. I really do like Jake Gyllenhaal. I really do. Donnie Darko. I think he's great. He is great. He's very flexible. He's so good in Prisoners. I know I've touted that movie a lot tonight. <laughs> he's phenomenal in Nightcrawler. Oh my um, god, he's yeah, he's just. I think he's a really good actor. actor. I want to see a movie where he kills his clone, played by uh, uh, Jared Leto, because those two, for some reason, to me, look kind of similar. Sometimes. I think you're the only one. Really? You want that to be a movie? <laughs> I can kind of see it. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, with that. How no, wait, wait, wait. I want to hear oh, this oh, song. Oh, oh. I want to hear oh. this terrible oh, yeah. song. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, Lord, won't you buy me? Fortunately, it's only a minute and three quarters. I mean, we definitely... That's her? Yeah. It goes like this. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. She said, right. hard all my oh, lifetime. No. no help from Those my Those vocal cords are holding on so to your Lord, life, Robert. Won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? I'm just like oh, sad. Lord, it is sad. I'm kind of sad right now. Like, it just. 
because she oh, she was just the image of the flower power movement, you know. Each day until three. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Oh Lord, this is like walking past the ICU ward and seeing a burn victim. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't, we so don't sorry. need to listen to you, Lord, thing. Please don't let me down. Oh, Josh, Josh, <laughs> you love me in five like a Tim and Eric explain. sketch. Oh Lord, won't you buy me uh. a night on the town? No, oh, Lord. no. I thought we don't. I thought we never do that. Everybody. My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Gosh. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Don't do drugs, kids. Oh, <laughs> She literally died like, a few days after that. I know. Oh, I just no. a heroin overdose. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> That's not funny. That's a Why bad are song. We it is such a bad song. Oh. Can we please start the podcast now? All right, rest that in was peace, Janis uh, Joplin. Right, Welcome yes. to Cinema Architects, everybody. Well, we live without peace. I'm because Robbie. of that song. <laughs> no, maybe we try that again because uh, I was talking about Janis Joplin. Yeah, yeah, you were. Okay. Yes, you were. Welcome to Cinema Architects, everybody. I'm Robbie. I'm Austin. I'm Josh. Guest starring Nate. Nate's back for yet another episode, ladies and gents. Hey. On the table today is not another idea from Nate. He had one and done. That's how he goes. Next <laughs> is another Josh classic. Josh? Well, as we discussed earlier, we don't make classics. We make great films. Time determines that they will be classics. I suppose, wow. but we know that they will be. Wise beyond Because I can see the future. You're darn right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, we got to market this thing. We sure do. I didn't have one in mind. Oh, oh so what? I don't know which one to pick. Oh, well, well pick just anyone. pick one. I mean, I yeah. have a few. I, don't, I just, just pick don't. one. Hmm. It's a game that sucks you in. <laughs> Tell me what you guys think of the sound of this. All right. A society in which, and this is kind of based in some reality you are not really a person until you get to a certain age and you've proven that you can just live oh so you're subhuman before kind of like you weren't really counted and that was the case in in middle ages i almost said the middle east in middle ages um i mean really i mean you if you can't support yourself like you're just you're almost not a person i mean it's so you need to get to a point in life where you're a bit more self-sustaining and so I was kind of also interested in the idea of the Jedi trials and that you prove yourself to be something more in your society. So maybe the two kind of come together. Once you reach a certain point in this in this land, whatever it may be. So is this like this dystopian future? It might be the dystopian future. It might be oh, it might be the Greeks. It might be a, a militaristic Greek society. I've always so like a fake like a ancient society? It could be one or the other. Fake agent like the Jedi. I've always wanted to see that age old, like, maybe we should have, like, an IQ test before you can have a baby and, like, Ah. actually put that to film. Okay. So the idea is that it's kind of combining a couple ideas. So I like the idea of the Jedi trials and that you need to complete a few tasks that test you in a few different ways in order to prove your worth. And I also like, I don't like the idea, but I think it's 
compelling to work with a society that didn't quite count everyone as people until they had proven themselves. So I think there could be a really cool movie in which those two ideas converge and young people have to prove themselves and kind of show where they learn where they fit in society um, in kind of a grueling way that could be very deadly. Hmm. And now it could be, it's, I don't know, it, if it's done wrong, it could tread young adult fiction water. <laughs> if it's done right... It's know. because there is something like this on, it's either Hulu or Netflix. There's a specific show where the, or it might be Amazon too. It might be an Amazon original. The 100? No, 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 no. It's where these. Fuller House? No, it's not <laughs> Fuller <laughs> House. Netflix. Um, no, it's where these kids take these. He said Netflix or Hulu? He said Amazon original. That's the last thing. At the end. In my brain. Yes, Any streaming service. It's these kids take this test, and if you don't score a certain amount, like you get killed because you're not good enough for wow. society. Ooh. I don't know if it has to be life or death. You win or you lose. Mm-hmm. I think it just kind of determines where, like, if you don't pass, you. Like, then you are in a lower um, social sect, and you are now like a janitor for right. life, and you can never do anything to get out sure. of this, or you're a slave doing yeah. awful things, debasing yourself as a person, Ooh. et cetera. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Debate. Or you could, oh. you know, maybe be outside the walls, or outside right, the walls. Right. You're not on the special island in the lake, you're in the weird forest on the outside of the lake. Mm. So basically, oh. a society where you can, it's. You cannot move up or down the ladder. It After is you well, are in a rung. No, you have the opportunity, but once that opportunity is gone, no more. I mean, there could be f- some fluctuation in movement w- within the uh, the upper echelon. But if you're not good enough, you're not in the upper echelon. You're God. in a low, a different society almost. Wow, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's not really it terrifying. Is. It's our society right now. Kind Ooh, of. Do elaborate, way. Mr. Foss. I mean, it's... Preach. <laughs> the... I will not... Okay, I won't say the American dream is dead. Because, I mean, there's, it still happens. That should be the title of the movie. Yeah. The, the American, American dream, dream is, is dead. dead. Um, it still happens, but it's definitely harder for people to move up and down their social class. Mm. I mean... If you start out in the middle class, you are probably going to die in the middle class. If you are in the lower class, you are probably going to die in the lower class. There's not much movement there. And, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a problem that we've talked about for years and years now, and it's only gotten worse. But, I mean, it's it's interesting. Jeez. It's a lot of parallels. You know, it'd be interesting if you kind of framed it as though it were a good thing. Like, the leaders are saying, we are intentionally trimming the bottom third off of society so that nobody above is weighed down. Because the people above are no longer weighed down, they are free to move and mobilize and become better and work harder. And you could even show signs that that could be the case, but it's still a horrible thing. I don't know. It's I mean, it's just very it's crab bad. It's just, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. I think it, it's just it's not taking to effect that they're people. You know, they're just looking. Yeah, it's at, a very scientific, objective right. way to look at it. Right. It's kind of uh, it's kind of like Snowpiercer. If you've uh, oh yeah, 
if you've read the graphic novel, especially, you know, if they, where they're just like those moochers on the back, why don't we just cut them off? All they do is just take our stuff that we want, you know, and it's mm. like, well, that's the question, isn't it? At least mm. for these crazy dystopian societies, um, in as much as we can call them that, because Austin was bringing a whole lot of reality into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Giving us that heavy dose that we all need every once in a while. How are we going to market this thing? There's no McDonald's Happy Meals we can make out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I think it's a, it's a question that has been brought up so many times in just today's society and in movies in general. So it, it's interesting, though, to put it in kind of like a, a specific society type, you know, mm-hmm. to where maybe yeah. it's, it's very foreign to us. So maybe it's not a dystopian future. It's nothing human. Well, maybe it's human, but I mean, they're human esque, but I think sure. maybe they're like you said, like a Jedi or like something like that to where it's, it's separate from us, but you can draw parallels. Hmm. Okay. It would almost be utopian in the true sense of the word in that things are just picked for you, right? I mean, society is just kind of mapped for you. Right. And that you sound like a dirty commie, Josh. <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> so, so, vive la revolution. <laughs> you, you, uh, okay. okay. You well, so my show is, so can we take a step back and outline it, what we've got so far again? Because there's a kind of a lot of going back around again. So we're this, we have this situation where we want, um, or rather that society wants to, uh, if you can't pass this certain test, you get cut off and you're cast down to a lower social caste forever. Is that basically it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Or you're not allowed to move into you remain the same. You're like in, you could remain the same. It's kind of like being in purgatory, and it's like, all right, how'd you do on the test? Ooh, that sucks. You're not going to heaven. Well, you're in purgatory, so okay. See ya. Um, could we nail down kind of a setting then? Because I think that that could, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we we kind of talked about, you know, this could be dystopian future. This could be um, ancient Greece, something like that. You were saying um, it could be this kind of fake ancient thing, like the Jedi or. Mm. Um, I honestly, I think that sounds like the most fun to play with to me is just what kind of fake ancient society could we come up with for this, you know, and is there some weird, um, pseudoscience thing that we can throw into the mix, like Atlantean technology and Disney's Atlantis or Mm. lightsabers or yada yada. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Anyone have any ideas? I kind of like the idea of it being a little Greek in that there's kind of a faux objectivism okay, where everything is, they're trying to be cut and dry and it seems as though it works. Now, I don't know if I want the movie to be society changing. There are sometimes where those things like hunger games and like other things, like they change society. Oh, they're know. looking to upend the status quo and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's necessarily, I don't know if that's interesting anymore. I think it's been done a lot. Right. Yeah. So I'll just get that I, I, out I get there. that. I get that. Yeah. Is it a story about escape then, or uh, perhaps 
I don't know, uh, deception so that you can move to the higher class. Well, and that's and that was what I was thinking because I agree with you, Josh. I don't think it needs to be like this sucks and whatever because we we know as an audience we're like this is kind of awful. But then sure. during the movie, nobody does anything. You know, everybody thinks this is fine. I mean, maybe you got some people that are like, well, I I mean, I kind of bored in this job, but like. I get food, I, my health gets paid for, like everything mm-hmm. is paid for. I just have to do a crappy job. So imagine this. It's set on a Greek isle. A young man, he's just failed the tests. But he's making the most out of life. But then he meets a beautiful woman from the upper echelon of society. And they have all sorts of shenanigans and they kind of start to fall in love. And, you know, they're like getting close to something very serious. But then there's someone... She, maybe she was betrothed to, right? And he's like going after this guy. This is not allowed. And then all the while they don't realize that the island is sinking. The island is sinking. And so the island tips up and falls down and folds in on itself. And the last scene is this guy. He's like, all right, just take this flotsam, survive. And then he drops and he descends into the water and he dies. Is this a fucking Titanic is, metaphor? <laughs> his name is Jack. Oh you son of a bitch. God. Damn it. <laughs> you guys seem God. really into we it. Were. You were so into it. Uh, I was staring at you because I knew you had the smirk on your face. I know, I and I like, knew you were like, concocting some freaking smirk joke. Appear? Was it the whole time? Oh my God. I, I think around the time you said island. And then yeah. you were like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, once you what said the island, hell are you doing? Oh my God. Damn it. You had me. You had me. I had Austin. You did. Maybe the pop like, filter was obscuring yeah. my smirk. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it! Interesting. <laughs> uh. I, I was, I was with you. I, I wanted the movie to go somewhere else. I don't want another love story. What I wanted was picture a lust story. Picture a young man, maybe. Picture a young man. Um, Is this our first erotic episode? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly could be. Could be a lot of sword fighting. Could be. Oh my god. <laughs> Could be a fist of cuffs. Fist of cuffs. Oh my god. Okay. So picture, if you will, the same young man, you know, he's just failed the test. He's not moving on the up, upper echelons of things. Um, so he goes forward. Everyone's shuffled into this giant corridor. It's built out of these large stone walls that shoot up tens of hundreds of feet into the sky and you can just see this thin, you know, bit of light and it's, you know, there's a guy there with whatever the weapon is and he says, okay, I'm sorry, you didn't pass, please move forward. Everyone else to the right, please. Everyone's being shuffled out, you know, very, very visually symbolic of mm-hmm. the decisions that people have been making. Um, so he goes forward and it's just, it's a marginal environment that he's ushered into. It's, you know, he has a house, he's got some things there, etc. It's it's enough to survive. He has modest me- uh, living means. You know, he has a bed. He has four walls, a door, a window. He lives in a small community with other people. Um, they're nice people. They're maybe not the brightest or the nicest of society, hence why they're there. But you know, they exist, and they don't necessarily fulfill any purpose for the other people. They are just kind of exiled, if you will, kind of like uh, leprosy back in the day. Um, and, you know, he tries to make the best out of things there. And so slowly this society that's living separate completely of this utopia is making things better. 
And eventually they do through hard work and perseverance. The houses look nicer. The food tastes better. The clothes they're wearing is a little nicer. Everyone's smiling a little bit more, etc. And then somebody from the upper echelon comes back, mm. sees this and says, no, you can't do this. You were, you were designated to this zone. You have to have what you have. You can't, you can't make this any better for yourself. Otherwise, why would anyone study for this test? And so it's all oh. taken away from him again. Ooh, that's interesting. I, that is interesting. That's a good that's more, point. Yeah, I think that's more interesting than them just kind of like taking a like, this is dumb, all these elitists, they should <coughs> mm-hmm. be tearing down. It's the opposite. Yeah. Now, what if that person from the upper echelon does it almost subversively by making yet another test? And so this society that Ooh. they have built is now fighting at I mean they're doing the same thing that they just did mm-hmm. it's another fractionalization mm-hmm. and they're they're putting themselves above because they think they made the lower part you know so it's like these people have have chosen themselves to become the leaders because they think they've made the bottom better and then it's like there's all this infighting it, not infighting but there's so it's like a subtest is what you're saying right there was the test subtest that did it first. among subtest like yeah. it's just there is no end to testing Sure. Just no matter what, it just always... Oh, it always comes up. There's always competition. Interesting. So how do we resolve this thing? Because oh, so you don't want a society upending Hunger Games type of situation. So... Yeah, That's that true. true. I, I guess when I said that, I was imagining this isn't about the little people upending the really big guy. Okay. It, it's not the utopia that's falling apart. It's um, just, it's the, need. it doesn't have to resolve nicely. No, it, I think it's, the, it's just the need to be better than someone. Yeah. It's just, it's the need that I want to be better than you. Yeah. I did this test, so I should get more things. I did this, so right. I am better than you. The kind of the paradox of constant progress. Yeah, sure. The bottom will fall out. Yeah. Maybe, it, I mean, maybe it ends with the guy in middle management. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's getting That's, sad. Well, I was, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that this is going to be a happy movie. Yeah, I, I was, I was honestly thinking that there, there's, there's some sort of central story that's not necessarily about the society as whole. It's just kind of like about two people mm-hmm. kind of going through this or whatever. And mm-hmm. then you kind of go through it and you're just like, oh, this is kind of a shitty society. Like this is, this is not fun or whatever. But all the while, this thing, this story is going on in the background shit's going down you know like people aren't happy maybe or like something else is happening or maybe even like just really terrible tsunamis are coming in Mm -hmm. and destroying the society or like something is happening in the background where they're literally paying no attention because they're just living their lives something happens in the background until it it becomes so big that it inflicts upon their story and then something happens to where this whole society about classes and being better than the rest like everybody's at a level playing field now because Mm. the society's gone i i like that idea but i i would find it more interesting where you have the lower echelon like man wouldn't that be great like they're like talking about it like looking up like wouldn't that be great to be up there and little do they know everyone up there is dead They have no idea. They're always dreaming about it, but they have no idea that up there is actually everyone's gone. Because the 
the the proverbial rocket burnt out. Something, ha- yeah, something up on happened. The top, whether it was societal, whether it was a natural disaster, but little do they know, everyone who gets sent up there dies, or has died at least. Mm. Oh, interesting. Maybe yeah. they are passing the test by failing. Yeah, because what if the people who are administering the test are also in this middle ground? So it's like, you know, it's like the Wizard of Oz. Ain't nobody seen the Wizard. No, I haven't seen the Wizard. You know, they have no <laughs> idea. They just administer the test and sure. send it along because that is how it's been decreed. And there's been a strict decorum of that is how it has been. That is how it will be. And that's how we must do it. I like the, the idea that they are dead up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it because a lot of our society is dead up there i agree (laughs) well i mean the stake dead the end the end game of life is to live a good life and go to a very nice place yes and so in a sense i mean the afterlife is we're not supposed to really care about this part so much we're just supposed to be good Mm -hmm. we're kind of supposed to suffer it's an interesting metaphor for that isn't it yeah it is it's that got really deep really fast oh my gosh get it again boys Do it right. There's two ways to look at it. Oh my God, those people are dead. Oh, well, those people are dead. I mean, they're su- they're almost supposed to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities with the um, the other part of society. I also like the idea that whatever is being inflicted upon the people in the lower part is elemental. It's kind of out of their control. It's not subversion from their fellow people, at least for part of it. Mm-hmm. I like that it's something that they almost can prepare for and and learn to prevent. Hmm. I don't know if that strikes anyone. I I think I like the fact that it's something that they can't control. Mm -hmm. It's it's nature. They're fighting nature while the people up there are fighting themselves maybe i don't know their and, own greeds and lusts yeah and, uh, their, yeah exactly their excesses and maybe and i was thinking about it and maybe they're necessarily not dead but they're just in this virtual reality you know room where it's like they're not actually living life you just get plugged in you just get think that everything is perfect exactly. definitely thought this was ancient greece uh, uh i did i didn't until that yeah, I, I had that yeah, and that's okay it doesn't necessarily yeah. no, have to no, be it doesn't have to be at all yeah. it could be a font a pool they submerge themselves what do you think right. of what do you think of the idea of like um like the lower is worried about oh storms coming or whatever and like they're bracing for it and they're all working together to like to like fix it and that's why the upper left or died because a natural disaster came. They're like, oh, like we don't. They have no idea. Oh, they have they no idea. Have They've it. never had to to fix anything. Oh. And so it kills them off. And it's like even the utopia falls from the same natural disaster yes. that hits both places. No, no, no. That works out so well because it's basically saying like, yes, okay, society has these tears. But you all need to work together exactly. to make the society work. Exactly. If you separate all of your shit, it's not going to work. It's mm-hmm. so like the people in the higher oh. society, they built super tall walls. Yeah. They it's never good. learned Sorry. how to mitigate the water that would come with a tsunami. Mm-hmm. Lower society had to learn how to deal with, with runoff and all this other stuff. And yeah. so they learned how to deal... They tried to block, and you know you could do it that way. Yeah. Okay. But I, I definitely like maintaining that the people in the lower rung don't know. I love. They that. don't know. I, love I mean, they have no idea that everyone. They wish they had those walls. Yes. They wish yeah. they didn't have to till the land and do all mm-hmm. this stuff. And so, just just to 
simplify things in my head for this. It's yeah. the, the people up top, they, in order to stop the bad things from happening, they build a bigger and more rigid thing mm-hmm. um, and just keep doing now, it. Whereas the people on the bottom, they, they kind of move with the energy and they, they, they're more elastic yep. and they have to do that. And that's ultimately the more sustainable strategy then. Because yeah. if you keep making yep. it more rigid, eventually it'll snap. Oh, right? The people in the top nice. are creating their environment. Nice metaphor. Thanks. The people in the bottom had no choice but to learn to live in in something else. They're hard. People think they are being rewarded yeah. and they just lower they, they take they take these these people have to receive almost. I mean it's Yeah. No, I like Sorry, that. So could you say that again without the hand gesture so that it's more the, audio friendly? The people <laughs> up top take. The people in the bottom get. Ah. Okay. In a sense, they 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 have to learn to to utilize what they get, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. They deal with what's thrown at them. Where up above is just like I'm not I'm not dealing with this. I am so and so. You know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's it's not even maybe it's not even a personal thing where it's just like oh they were greedy or the excess got them. It's just that you know it's like that kid that goes to college like I've never had to use a washing machine before. <laughs> I don't know. I go out to eat every day. I don't have to cook. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to cook. And then all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, something happens that they're completely unprepared for because they've never had to be prepared for anything. Right. No, I, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. They're just not prepared. No. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what I like is they're just, they're just caught off guard and it, it gets them. And maybe it's something really, maybe it's something really awful for the lower echelon. Like tons of them die and they're weeping and mourning their families and they're just like, Man, if I'd only done better on that test, and like they're looking onward right. to like the utopia, mm-hmm. and little do they know the utopia is is gone. But, and gone. I think, and it, I'm assuming it's going to be revealed to them somehow. They get up there in the end. I think the audience knows, the but audience. the characters have no idea, and they oh, never and the do. audience knows this whole time. The audience knows, the characters do not. But I think the audience should know at the end. At the end, yeah. No, yeah, you, you okay, wouldn't do okay. that at the beginning. Wait, the audience knows at the end? That uh, okay, yeah. the higher society has uh, crumbled, floundered. They're gone. Right. Yes. Like you could do like the, the camera starts low and it's looking at them and they're all grieving and it's dark shadows and et cetera. And then it moves up or whatever symbolically. And you cut to the utopia and it's just, it's gone. There's nothing left of it. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I mean, like this that. lower society is kind of living a life of faith almost. I mean, yes. they just, they're, all they know is what they have. Yes. Sure. It's, they, they only know themselves and they could, they really just have to have faith that it's, things are going to, whatever Talk happens about. just has to happen. Mm-hmm. And the people up top, they just, not necessarily with bad intentions, but I mean, they are trying to exert forces that they just, don't have control over. No. And yeah. they're trying to control in a way that isn't going to be fruitful. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to frame the people up there like bad people. No, I don't either. I, I like keeping them where, like, they are good people and they're great people and they're smart people, but they just, they've never had to deal with these things. That lack of experience, that lack with of personal, of you know, real world Real experience. world experience where it's like, I had to do that. I mean... That's like me driving to North Dakota and my car like breaks and it's some engine problem and I have no idea how to fix it. But some guy who didn't go to some four-year institution or whatever and just is really good with cars, sure. he lives in that scenario and I die. Sure. And not because I was so greedy or arrogant that my car is so wonderful. 
2008 Toyota Corolla. Um, <laughs> it was so great to get me through North Dakota, but it's just that I don't have that experience, and therefore our paths are separate. Right. But there's something to be said about that path as well. And I and I like where this is heading so much more because it's also very relevant to today. Oh yeah. Because with with social media and everything, yeah, we're more quote unquote connected, but we are in our own separate groups. We are we are living with more and more like minded people mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single year. Oh yeah, you you, you could never. <laughs> I don't mean to get too political here, but you could never organize uh, something to the scale of those Charlottesville oh, um, no. riot rally things. No, without the internet. Without the internet. Without no. D- no. G- gathering all of those uh, uh, far right people from all their tiny little enclaves across that that little area they came mm-hmm. from, from across the country. I think you couldn't get them all together like that no. unless the internet and the social media no. existed. Exactly, so. but the and but I the mean that did is, happen, you know, fifty years ago with the Ku Klux Klan. Well, yes, but it was <laughs> every also, state. My, in the south and yes. a lot in the north. But I mean, like, it's not like it didn't talking, happen, no, right? No. But it, it, the fact is, those it ideas mu- now it's are, a much smaller group that had that, that wasn't had, able to coalesce in the same. Exactly. Yes. I'm not saying the ideas sure. weren't the same. But, Sorry, uh, I shouldn't have. Yeah, and what I what I'm saying is that, yeah. and the reason we're so subversive right now is because we only talk with people that think like us. You're you're preaching to the choir when you are debating with someone who thinks exactly like you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not helping anything. It's mm-hmm. true. And so this is showing like you need everyone for a society. Yeah, you might not necessarily agree with them. Yeah, you not be on might not be on the same page as them, mm-hmm. but you need them. Yes. I totally agree. It shows the strengths of character of these individual people that Maybe flawed individuals. They're maybe they're not as good in this area, or they're not as good in that area, or they're not as charismatic, and they're not elevating their profession. But they're still fulfilling a need. They're still, you know, they're making things work. Like grandfather always said, the world still needs ditch diggers, and he's kind of right in a, in a weird way. I mean, right, and that and that's the thing, and we cannot. You cannot look down on someone. No. We have, we have this preconceived notion about being quote-unquote smart. Exactly. You know? Educated. But everybody has their own... Like my mom always says, everyone has their own smarts. You know? Good, yeah. it's, not, it's not just one smart. Mm. I like that. Hey there, folks. Uh, this episode is cutting off a little bit early, and uh, that's because it went on for pretty dang long. So um, if you wanted to catch the thrilling conclusion of this episode, be sure to check in next week. Or if you're listening in the future, just click on the next episode. Honestly, that's probably statistically a lot more likely. Anyways, this has been Robbie, as well as Austin, Josh, and Nate for Cinema Architects. We'll see you next time. Hey, listeners, if you'd like to reach out to us, please visit us at cinemarks at gmail.com. That's cinemarks, not Karl Marx. Cinema, R-C-H-S, at gmail.com. And if you'd also like to follow us on Twitter, we are at cinemarks as well. Hey, y'all, this is uh, Robbie stepping back in here. Um, And I just wanted to thank the guy that's been giving us our uh, music, our little grooves that we've been using at the beginning and end here. Um, And that is my good friend, Nike Schneid. Um... 
uh, yeah, he's a good friend of mine, and he's, he's been real gracious to let us use that music. You can see more of his music uh, on his SoundCloud if you just go to soundcloud.com slash Schneid. And I'll put the spelling for that in the description.